Thanks for listening to the Phobic Flyer Who Learned to Fly's Real Pilot Answer Series with Andy Clark and Peter Cox. Tonight's episode is Real Pilot Answers Part 4, including how clean and safe are planes. I started learning to fly in 2013 and it took me seven and a half years to get my PPR license due to a debilitating fear of flying. I created this channel to show some of my training and what's next for my flying hobby and to prove that it is possible to overcome a phobia. Welcome to the Phobic Flyer YouTube channel. Is the air recirculated on the plane? That's a good one. Where does the air come from? It is recirculated, but not all of it is recirculated. How safe is it as well? Uh, incredibly safe. Okay. Incredibly safe. Again, it's a common misconception that everyone thinks they go on an airplane and they get a cold. Yeah. They probably do, but it's not from the air. Okay. Um, so the air is recirculated. Uh, there's a reason for this, and that's because it's efficient. Okay. So the cruising levels that we're flying at, you if you stuck your head out the window, one, it'd be very cold and very yeah. windy, but you wouldn't be able to breathe. There's okay. not enough oxygen. It's too low a pressure. So what we do is we take air from the engine. That sounds a bit extreme. Yeah. But we take air that we deem to be fairly cool from the engine. So it's only about 600 degrees. Okay, that's fairly cool. So it's cool, fairly yes. cool. Yeah. And we then pass it through a heat exchange system okay. and make it do some work, which provides functionality to the aircraft. Yeah. And it will then be pumped into the cabin at a temperature that we roughly can control. Yeah. Um, but we'll aim for sort of high teens to low 20s, depending okay. on where you are. Now, taking that air from the engine reduces the efficiency of the engine and burns more fuel. Yeah. Therefore, if I was to replace all the air on the aircraft continuously with air from the engine, I would have a much higher fuel burn, which will cost more for the airline yeah. and is less environmentally friendly. Yeah. So what we will do is we will take a proportion of the air that has come through the cabin and we will put it through HEPA filters that are literally exactly the same as the kind of filters that you will see used in hospitals okay. for operating theatres. So the air is as clean as it can possibly be. Really? We also will pass it back through part of the engine and mix it with 600 degree air and then recall it. Okay. So if a bug can one survive through a HEPA filter yeah. and then survive being heated to 600 degrees, it's a pretty impressive bug. Yeah. We'll then put it back through the air conditioning system as a mixture of fresh air from the engine and air that has been recirculated. Yeah. I don't know about other aircrafts, but the air on a 737-800 will roughly be completely replaced every three to four minutes. Really? Yes. Wow. I didn't know that. It's a huge amount of airflow. Excellent. The, the, the next question, actually, that you sort of partially answered, and that's, am I more likely to get ill on a plane from the air? No. 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 The, if you ever watch people walk down an aeroplane... Yeah. It's quite fascinating. They will touch every other headrest. Yes. And it's almost like they are pulling themselves down the aeroplane yeah, with their hands. Yeah. High touch areas are where you are going to pick things up. Okay. Tray tables, headrests, the toilet door on the lavatory. Yeah. These are all classic places. Yeah. So, yes, all of those places that you touch, that's where you're going to pick something up from. You are not going to pick it up from something in the air. Interesting. Okay, thank you. How, uh, yeah, how dirty are planes? Dirty, <laughs> dirty. Dirty, yes, don't, don't look close. Um, uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> the turnaround times on aeroplanes on multi-sector days, yeah. the plane will get basically hoovered yeah. and tidied. Okay. It's not going to get cleaned. No. At the end of a day, it will get professional cleaners come in and they will clean the aircraft but they are not going to drop every tray table and mm. clean it and wipe it down and sterilise it. No. They will go. They will clean the high-touch areas, so they'll clean the toilets, they'll clean anywhere that you congregate with stuff. Yeah. But yes, 
tray tables. I certainly wouldn't look at taking your sandwiches out and put them on the tray table and then eat them. Fine. Um, and planes are dirty. Yeah. But it's through touch. It's yeah. not through the air. They probably get cleaned a lot more than the bus does, for example. Yes. <laughs> yes, and I wouldn't eat sandwiches on there either. No, I wouldn't either. Should I drink the water, tea, coffee on a plane? I do. Yeah. Um, you're okay. Yeah, it hasn't affected me in the slightest. <laughs> um, I don't ever drink the cold water out of a tap on an airplane. No. Because that comes from a tank that is not designed for having bottled drinking, sorry, drinking yeah. water. Always drink bottled water if you are having it cold. Yeah. However, that water that's in a tank will be put through the kettles and almost boiled. They don't boil it because of the reduced pressure. It doesn't get it to 100 degrees, but it gets it high enough that it has been certified to kill off Okay. Bugs, yeah. Which is also one of the reasons why ta tea tastes funny on an airplane. Yeah. Because it hasn't got to 100 degrees to actually boil it. Ah, right. Um, so I drink tea on an airplane without a problem at all. It doesn't yeah. taste fantastic, but it, no. it is at least a, a warm warm drink. A warm drink. Um, but I would never drink the water out of a tap. No. Um, always, always, always bottled water. And a lot of airlines will charge you okay. for bottled water. So WH Smiths, pick it up before you get on the airplane. Yeah, definitely. I would imagine it's probably labelled. It not, is. Do not drink. It is. It says yeah. non-drinking water. You will water. die a horrible death. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, don't, don't ever use it. Brilliant. Uh, oh, really good question. Do the pilots eat the same food? No. Is that that's true? They don't? We Different airlines have different options. Okay. The airline I fly for... Um, we can have the food on board. We have yeah. to buy it. Okay. Um, but we also have the option to take our own food. And you will often see us having the equivalent of like, takeaway containers, the metal containers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With full containers with the, with the cardboard on. Um, we will bring in leftover food or meals we've cooked, and the cabin crew will very kindly heat them up and bring those in for us. So obviously I have food that I've cooked. Yeah. So I know exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, and that is taken on board. And so, yeah, we are eating different food. So do you do that every time, or do you sometimes have what, I very rarely eat the food on board. It's not, and you have to pay for that, do you? Yes, it is subsidised. Okay. But I would rather have my own food. Yeah, of course. Because I know what's in it. Yeah. Um, and depending on whether you've been catered yeah. for multi-sectors, you may well find that there isn't actually any food available because all of the pre-purchased food on board is allocated to passengers oh, wow. who are paying full amount. Of course. So they don't want to give it to me. No, no. Rightly so. <laughs> Um, Just don't ask if a you know, packet of uh, sweets gets handed round. Yeah, no. yeah definitely. <laughs> Do the pilots sleep during flight? Yes. All, all the no, not okay. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We've got another one. <laughs> He's asleep. Um, there's, <clears throat> obviously, we fly some pretty horrendous hours. Yeah. And if you are doing a late flight, yeah. and by late I can mean taking off out of the UK late afternoon, flying for four or five hours to somewhere, hour plus turnaround, yeah. flying back for four or five hours, you're landing back well into the early hours of the morning when the human body is designed to be asleep. Yeah. So, yes, I can rest for it as best I can, but we all have issues with neighbours that want to do DIY in the middle of a sunny Saturday afternoon when yeah. I'm trying to get some sleep before going to work. Yeah. Because of that, I may find that I'm quite tired, and if I have to land an aeroplane, I'd like to have a little bit of rest beforehand. Yeah. So what it's referred to as is crew rest. There are very specific rules about how it works. We can only sleep for certain amounts of time. Yeah. The aircraft has to be in a certain configuration. So yeah. it has to be in the cruise. There can't be adverse weather or anything that would be high stress for the other pilot to have to deal with by themselves. Okay. We have to inform the cabin crew because the cabin crew will then know that one pilot is asleep and we will give them specific time constraints to say that I'm going to sleep for 40 minutes. Yeah. 
and they will then ring after 40 minutes to make sure that I'm both back awake and that the other pilot hasn't fallen asleep. When you say ring, what do you mean? They'll use the interphone. So okay. They'll call us and it, it, it comes through to the flight deck using that single noise. Yeah. The Bing bang, bong. Yeah, the Boeing make and it will, it, wherever it is in the flight deck, different aircraft ha um, have different setups, but it will say that the cabin crew are calling. Yeah. And we will then talk to them through our headsets. So where are you sleeping? In my chair. Oh, okay. The, the 7-3 isn't big enough to have separate bunks. Um, larger long-haul aircraft, yep. they will have dedicated sleeping areas. Okay. And they will have what's referred to as cruise relief crew. Right, okay. So you'll have the primary crew who will take the aircraft off, get up to cruise level, fly for a couple of hours. They will then relinquish the aircraft over to a completely separate set of pilots. Yeah. And the first set of pilots will then go and sleep in bunks. Okay. Now, those are generally hidden above your head if you're lucky enough to be in first class on a yeah. long-haul aircraft. Or some, it's at the far back of the aircraft and you have to do what's referred to as the walk of shame past several hundred people looking at you going, why is the pilot walking to the back of the airplane? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the 777 specifically, and I happen to know that Emirates have that set up. Oh, wow. So a lot of the guys I used to fly with, uh, who I fly with who are ex-Emirates are used to having to walk all the way down the length of a 777, ah. which is quite a long walk, yeah. to get to their bunks. Excellent. And then you can imagine all the passengers panicking, going, who's flying the plane? Yes. Yes. Exactly. This is normally the question I get every time I step out to go to the loo. Yeah. Who's flying the plane? Say, <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> One day I'd love to bring two pieces of string yeah, out and hand exactly. it to the person in the front row and just yeah. go, steer left yeah. and right. <laughs> Excellent. If only you could. <laughs> what happens if one pilot or even both pilots are taken ill? Okay. Um, firstly, highly unlikely. Yeah. Uh, in the entire history of commercial aviation, there have never been two incapacitated pilots. There have been situations that have resulted in everyone on board becoming incapacitated. Oh, yeah, the old uh, Helios? Helios. Yeah, yeah Helios. That was a, a pressurisation issue. Yeah. But for one pilot to be taken ill and then the second pilot to be taken ill yeah. is unheard of. It's okay. never, ever happened. Now, I'm the captain. Yeah. So I can obviously fly a plane. I've got a first officer sat next to me. They are just as capable of flying the aircraft, yeah. if not better than yeah. me. Well, you used to be a first officer. I used to be a first officer because yeah. you have to work your way up through yeah. the system. So if I was taken ill, I have full confidence that that first officer will be able to handle the aircraft by themselves and get the aircraft safely on the ground so I can be handed over to a medical assistance. Yeah. Um, and vice versa. And we have had situations where pilots are taken ill. Um, the airline that I fly for had a incident several years before COVID where unfortunately a first officer had quite a severe tummy bug after coming back from the Canaries. Okay. So they'd flown down to the Canaries, fine. And then on the way back, they were taken ill and they diverted into Faro. Yeah. Sounds all very dramatic. The press like to make a massive oh, thing. Yeah. Emergency diver yeah, is yeah, a classic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Isn't it? yeah. It, the pilot was ill. The safest course of action was to get them to medical attention. Yeah. So the aircraft was diverted yeah. by the captain. You can have a cabin crew member come in and read checklists for us. They don't understand what they're reading. They simply say the words that are on the checklist. But it's so used to the environment that it's a, as a challenge and a response. Yeah. That it's like having another pilot there. You've already done the work. Yeah. They're just going to ask the question. You're going to give the response. They don't have to understand the response, but yeah. it's there to make sure you've done it. You'll land the plane and medical assistance will be obtained. Excellent. So you would, you, you, you always have that fantasy, not necessarily a good fantasy, <laughs> where someone goes, can anyone fly a plane? <laughs> and I would put my hand up. <laughs> yeah. The issue is more, could you get through the armoured door? Yeah, probably not. Probably not. No, exactly. So yes, um, but flying, flying a plane is flying a plane. Yeah. 
the difference is you're used to flying at about 100 knots yeah. and landing at about 65 knots. Yeah. We're flying at a ground speed of about 500 knots. Yeah. And our landing and approach speed will be at about 140 to 150 knots. Which is probably faster than I normally go. Yes. Yes. Everything happens very quickly. Yes, yes. Wow. Okay. Thanks, Peter. And don't forget, we've got more questions and answers next week. Please come back and subscribe to the channel so that you can view more questions and answers with Peter Cox. Thank you very much.